Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Academy, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and 5th edition, and D20 Modern Actual Play Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Chris, also known as Riku, and I'm here to take you on this lovely, lovely journey. Uh, you can find me on the social medias as PupRiku or PuppyRiku. You can also find me here on the Vibe Tribe, uh, playing in Friday Night Fights and Furusato. But today we're talking about the Academy. Today we're talking about this wonderful adventure as we get into our second chapter of the campaign, The City of Neon. I actually decided to change the name if you haven't heard yet. <laughs> so, uh, soon the, the cast will find out what The City of Neon is, but to begin tonight's session, let's do a little bit of introduction. So to kick us off, Let's begin with the mad lad himself, Mikey. Much appreciated. Hello, everyone. This is Mikey, the proprietor and founder of the Vibe Tribe Productions. Um, you can follow me on my social medias at Pop Culture Geek on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. You can also follow collectively us on those same social media sites at DD Vibe Tribe Productions. Make sure to give us a like and follow to stay up to date on all the projects we got going on. Lots of actual plays, lots of pop culture podcasts. We've got something for everyone. But tonight, I am in the player seat. And as always, I get the amazing privilege to play Ramon Oseguera, your Path of the Totem Barbarian. So I'm excited for I'm excited for tonight. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Up next, we have Chris. Hey everybody, it's Sutfin. Uh, follow me or find me at the uh, on TikTok. I guess is my my main platform now as Cosmos Prefect. And tonight uh, we we'll get to find out. Edgar's going to do some study. He he's he's had some he's had some revelations, and he, there's some things he wants to try and fix. So. so. Let let's see what let's see what becomes of it tonight. Awesome, and what I have in store for that is going to be some pretty awesome war building as well. So I'm excited. <laughs> Up next, we have Adolfo. Hello, this programmers, and welcome and uh, guten Nacht. I am Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican. Uh, you can find me on the TikTok and on Instagram at the nerdy Puerto Rican. You can also find me in the really real world. Playing Diego de la Fiesta of the Lords of Adventure. I'm going to be performing at the North Dakota Renaissance Fair, the first annual uh, North Dakota Renaissance Fair in August. Uh, here on the D&D Vibe Tribe, uh, you can he hear me in Fiorsato, where I play Shodai. You can hear me in Friday Night Fights, where I play the Macho Mage. But here on the Academy, I will be playing Dagny Huta Crypta. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. And if you haven't checked them out there at uh, the Renaissance Festivals and all that, definitely do. We support our homies here. Next up, we have Josh. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Josh. Uh, you can also follow me on TikTok at NGPreacher. Um, as well as you can also hear me on many, many podcasts here on the D&D Vibe Tribe, but tonight I will be playing Fordmir Zinehorn, the party's Dwarf Ranger, and in case you don't know what a Dwarf is, 
It is a half dwarven elf. So yeah, I'm already all kinds of screwed up, but let's see what happens today. Sounds good. Yeah, I got to give them a little bit of a preview of some of the new maps. And someone's a little excited. <laughs> All right, up next, we have Dylan. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, Sixes. So excited to be back after our little break. Uh, you can find me at Roll Sixes on Twitter, uh, at uh, Roll underscore Sixes on Twitch. And uh, tonight I'm going to be playing your favorite gunslinger, Wyatt Luckbringer II. Uh, my guess is uh, there may be someone that needs shooting. So I'm your guy. Let's go. Sounds good. And finally, we have Shiro. <clears throat> Hello, I am Dakota or Shiro, whichever I don't care. Uh, you can find me here playing Alex Argenti, our uh, druid, and uh, also on Call of the Deep playing the Burp Monk. Uh, you can also find me on Discord at Shirosuki and a bunch of different servers. Wonderful, wonderful. Definitely go and follow all of our lovely cast members. One who unfortunately can't be here, at least for right now, um, is our main man, Minimos. Uh, our uh, warlock of the party. Uh, unfortunately, he's not feeling too well, so he may not join us tonight, but uh, we all wish him well, and we will see him next time. Alright, so, on the last session that we got together, y'all took down the um, the cult of Gyrath's ba- uh, at least one of their bases uh, over down in Austin, Texas. Uh, after a long uh, journey into through that dungeon, finding the two elven-ish creatures and the gazers that they had along with them, uh, you were able to defeat them, save Alex, our lovely Alex Argenti, um, and be able to return back with a job well done. You all also leveled up to level four, and I made sure you did it before the session. So, <laughs> uh, with that... Uh, we're going to pick up today's scene, um, back at the mansion, which by the way, for those of you listening at home, I want to give a big thanks to, uh, Bailey Wiki, uh, who I, who this, uh, mansion map that they are all staying in is from. So definitely check them out on Patreon, Bailey Wiki. Awesome stuff. Uh, so we're going to pick up in the living room. Uh, Alex was just shown his new bedroom uh where he is welcome to stay and you are all summoned to the main gathering area to essentially debrief what happened so uh you are met there by xc and callum who are uh who are there to debrief you um so callum first off he simply asks so so how are y'all doing? That seemed a lot more uh, complicated than we expected it to be. Mm, I don't think complicated is the right word. <laughs> what did you find? I mean, granted, we have people down there that are, are, bring, are bringing back a lot of the artifacts, but 
since y'all experienced whatever was going down there, I feel free to fill us in. What did you expect us to find? Uh, I probably one of the leyline founts that have been popping up, uh, which is normally no issue at all, but but to find an entire cult down there that that wasn't the magical energies we were expecting. Hmm. To be fair, there is uh, more of the cult out there. I can speak for that. You see, as uh, Callum's head kind of turned straight to you when you said that, I was like, can you explain? Well, <clears throat> I was a captive up to this point for, for the cult in a different location, and they uh, ran experiments. Huh. Yeah, that that would explain how uh, how odd those gazers look too. Um, Jay and uh, Patrick are taking a look at those gazer bodies you brought back uh, to discern more about what they've done. Um, so thank you for picking those up, by the way. Um, kind of gross though, just to roam in your bag though. I don't think dry cleaning is going to enjoy cleaning that bag out. <laughs> well, they should have thought ahead and gotten the right containers, yeah. As a ghostly teacup floats up to Dagny's lips and he sips and then the teacup goes down again. Yeah, thank you, Hans, yeah. <laughs> you see, XC kind of gives a little bit of a chuckle at that. Um, and Callum just sighs. Anywho, that aside, we'll be doing some research over the next few days um, to find out what they were up to and how we can prevent it. So y'all will have a bit of free time uh, until then. But um, I think there's something else we need to address. Um, Wyatt, you, why don't you uh, explain to us that email you got? Well, I mean, I, I'm not, I reckon I don't actually know. I mean, somebody just thought I did so good. They thought, hey, maybe we should recruit uh, Y to our hate team. Apparently they hate people like uh, magic users and stuff. And they think that I'd be a great, a great uh, feature. But uh, they, they don't understand that I'm friends with magic users because I love magic. Um, like, I mean, I love being hit with... Uh, you know, random elemental spells just randomly out of nowhere. Um, I, I love, uh, I love it when unseen servants bring me a cup of tea. Like that's always a pleasant thing. Um, I love all of the familiars and you know all their various smells and. Um, so you know, I just I gotta say I'm a big fan of magic. So I don't think I'll be joining them all the same if it's all the same to all y'all. <clears throat> I had no doubt you <laughs> you turned that down. Um that was MVE, wasn't it? I I mean that's uh 
That's that. That's what it said. Um, uh, Jacob Knox. I mean, the the president himself uh, reached out to me. I mean, you know, he would have gotten a lot farther with um, with new T-shirt. You know, which I'm still waiting on here. But uh, all the same, uh, I don't think I'll be joining them. Uh, uh, do do any of you uh, fellas uh, know anything about them? Xy, you kind of see like on his face shield on the screen, sign of like it almost looks like it's going through data and stuff to to look up information. And he goes, uh, "Mve, full name, Magica Vim Exterminate." They are an extremist group that hates everything magical. They will attack without uh, prejudice against anything that assembles any sort of magic. Um, Believe it or not, that library that you explored was the reason it was in ruins was an attack by them just a few years ago they wanted to exterminate any sort of knowledge about magic or dragons or anything like that to help spread whatever information they have they think they have to get rid of it from that from our world (laughs) some of them are crazy enough to try to take on the great dragons themselves and well we won't be hearing from them as much um, so yeah, they've, they've been on watch lists for a pretty long time, but nothing we can't handle. Uh, we would just suggest maybe just keeping an eye out for them. If, uh, if you see any signs or receive any more random emails, because, um, I mean, they, they probably were able to profile you at some point, which that's actually the part that's concerning, that they know, knew how to get in contact with you. I, I mean, this email address is through y- y'all. So um, I'll tell you what, I, I mean, it came through my uh, handheld device that doubles as a computer. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't really know what to tell you other than uh, I, what I'm more concerned with is how they were monitoring me while I was there. Like, I mean, they were like, oh, you shoot so good. But, like, how did they know I was shooting good? That feels, that doesn't feel right to me. Uh, Callum speaks up. It was like, yeah, we were wondering that too. But I received a report from some uh, of the cleanup crew that were there. It it appears that there was a scout and one of their scouts in the area, as uh, they frequently return to the places they destroy. And there is a chance that they saw y'all go in, and you had somebody telling you. I don't like things eyeballing me. Neither do we. Yeah, I concur. To have so to have someone watching us that is 
unallowed to watch us as scandalous. Yeah. Well, whatever that guy was able to get out, and, um, excuse me. <coughs> whatever that guy was able to get out to the rest of his group seemed to only be, I guess, your face, uh, Wyatt. Um, because when we saw him next, uh, to Pete, he didn't survive his attempt at an attack on our away our team. Yeah. So, whatever inf- other information they had about us that hasn't been transferred to them, um, is lost in death. But at the minimum, all he knows is uh, all they know is who you are, and that you don't use magic. I think that was probably their only incentive to call you. You're the one that doesn't use magic, so they don't want to touch anybody else here. <laughs> Wyatt looks at his gun, drops the clip out with a bunch of magic bullets, closes it up, and is like, nope, never use magic in my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they saw that one. So. So, personally, we, your next mission, we'll send you with a few more, um, a a few more of our team to make sure that you have enough protection and watching your back while you're concentrating on your mission. Um, but hopefully they won't be as much of a trouble as they seem to think they are. Um, but keep an eye out if you see anything suspicious. Um, but anywho, uh, thank you for that. Um, and thank you for forwarding that along to us. Um, to be honest with you all, you're all fantastic, um, members of the team watching you all, uh, or hearing about you all performed admirably. And we're looking forward to seeing what we discovered, um, so it'll take, a, like I said, it'll take us a few days. So you're free to explore the academy, the, the place around it, explore the mansion, talk with folks, do whatever you wish over the next few days. Um, I will make sure to contact you all to let you know when we are going to meet again and ready for your next mission. So for now, uh, you are all dismissed. Oh, um, except Alex. Um, if you don't mind, uh, heading into the Great Hall of the University, um, it seems Melinda would like to speak with you for a moment. Sure. Cool. Um, Xy will, uh, escort you there to show you the way. And as for everyone else, take this time off. Enjoy yourself. Recover. Do what you need to. So, um, XC then, uh, escorts, uh, you, Alex, over to the Great Hall. Uh, you are led up to the Chancellor's office. Melinda Harkness is, for those of you, uh, since you might not know, um, Melinda Harkness is the Chancellor of Camden University. Uh, Callum is, like, her right-hand man, 
XC is actually a robot servant that she built himself, herself. Um, but she is an uh, older wizard uh, who is in charge of basically this university and the entire academy operations. Um, so when you walk into the office, you are... Um, you are surrounded. It's the entire office is surrounded by portraits of past chancellors. Uh, one thing you notice is that there's only four portraits: three of the past chancellors and one of Melinda. Um, there are books lining the shelves, uh, tables, artifacts everywhere. Um, everything is mahogany because mahogany. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, and you see, uh, her desk, it has her computer on it. Um, very nicely laid out with, uh, a chair, a nice, very comfortable lounge chair in front of it. And as you walk in, you hear her go, oh, come on, come in. Uh, take a seat. Uh, thank you, XC. Uh, that'll be all. And you're led over to the chair, and XC exits. So, Alex, um, how are you feeling? Well, much better than I was 48 hours ago. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're, you're, you're doing all right. T trust me. Uh, we want to make sure that you are taken well care of while here at the Academy. Um, while, yes, we'd like to observe you for at least a few days to make sure there are no intense side effects to those experiments. Um, but obviously, once, once we make sure you are fully good, we will, we will of course discharge you back to your family and to wherever you're from, uh, as as soon as you'd like. Right. Just just to be clear, if I were to be discharged, what's the what are the chances of me not being targeted again? Considering this, and I'll hold up my hand and uh, shift to a scaly hand. Oh. Oh my, uh, yeah, we, we tend to give as much protection to those we help as possible, especially if they're at risk of being targeted again. Uh, so we will do all in our power to make sure that you have, well, w whether it be guards or, uh, personnel to help you out f uh, at all times. There is also something I wanted to offer if if you'd like to hear me out. Of course. Great. Uh so I've heard I heard the I've seen the report of the work you helped out with um down at the uh the the, the library in terms of helping out take down that cult base and Really appreciative of the help. I was wondering 
Well, you see, I think... I think we can use your strength on our... On the team. On that team that helped you. We unfortunately... They unfortunately lost a member. I'm glad he and she are doing well. But... If you don't mind me asking, would you would you be willing to be part of the team? You you don't have to answer right now, but over the next few days, something to think about, maybe. Um, if if I were to agree to to this, does that constitute enrollment here? <laughs> No. Well, that's unless you want to. The, the members of the, of the Academy, the Academy itself is a base here at Camden University. No one who are, are part of the organization um, have to be part of the university. They, they could choose to take up a job here, whether it be teaching or anything else we do have members of our team who do teach or advise and such like that you can choose to enroll and take classes here in fact uh if you do consider your tuition completely waived um but you are in no obligation to if you wish to just use this place as a home while helping us out in our missions we would most appreciate it. And that is the only minimum we ask for, is to help us. You, uh, you wouldn't happen to have a brochure, would you? <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go ahead and, uh, yeah, we do. I will, uh, I don't have any right here at my desk. I don't usually have visitors over. <laughs> But um, I'm sure there's some at the uh, information desk, if you'd like. Um, you can also check out our website for all of our classes. Fair enough. Um, one other question. Sure. Uh, how long has this agency group been around? Ah. We have been around... This agency, at least, has been around for about 200 years. I... Joined it when I was young, at the young age of fifty. Uh, she's a she's an elf, so <laughs> fifty is young. Um, back when, back when Ashley heard, no, I'm not using that name. Sorry, why did that be the first name that came to my my name? At, <laughs> I'm just gonna say Ashley Smith. Ashley Smith was our first chancellor, was our chancellor at the time, and started the the academy at that point. Um, Camden U, as itself, started right out right after the Great Awakening, uh, about four hundred and eighty-seven years ago, and as you could see with the different races and abilities of the folks here, some of the chancellors last quite a bit longer than others. <laughs> but as for the Academy, we've only lasted for the past couple hundred years. Um, and just 
trying to keep an eye on everything. Hmm. I've got to say, this cult business was quite unexpected. So, it seems we need to keep a closer eye. I agree, it was pretty unexpected. <clears throat> Do you... So, they were trying... Obviously, now you have some shape-changing abilities. Do you know what their goal were with, with these experiments? If I had to guess, and this is pure speculation, I think they're trying to make man-made dragons. Or convert themselves to dragons. Huh. Interesting. It wouldn't be the first time we've heard of that. Ever since, uh, ever since um, the first Dragonborn were spotted, we know that kind of jealousy and desire to have that kind of power is out there. How, how far along do you think they've, they are? Like, have they had any semblance of success? Well, I... I did show off a little bit of it, but as far as I know, I was considered a failure, so. Hmm. Well, I guess their loss is our gain. If you don't mind, while we are doing our research, you might get called upon to identify a couple things if to see if you've recognized anything from your... Uh, time with them but if at any point any sort of images or people tend to be off-putting or bring up bad thoughts just let us know we'll make sure that you're cared for first sure but um but yeah i'd i'd really hope you would take us up on our offer and if if you choose not to uh, be part of the academy, Jer. I will still gladly offer you admission into the university if you wish. I um, <clears throat> I'll definitely consider it. Awesome. Well, um, like I said, you may think about it. You can take, um, you know what? Take all the time you need. I'll check in with you in a couple days and see how you feel, but in the meantime, feel free to explore, get to know people. I'm sure you'll find this place very welcoming. Or at least I hope so. Watch out for Sarah. She can be a little bit... What's the right word? Well, she likes pranks. So, uh... That tends to be a little off-putting to newcomers sometimes, so... She's the little halfling one that might be running around. So, you might want to keep a close eye. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> well, I have a meeting here in just a moment, so I... Um, but if at any point you w would like to discuss matters more, uh, feel free to let me know. Of course. And I'll uh, I'll turn to leave, and as I head out the door, I'll, I'll whisper, "Definitely not a cult." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, you kind of hear uh, you. Can you roll a perception check for me? Sure, I definitely can. Let me grab a dice. Oh God. <laughs> uh, fifteen plus seven, twenty-two. You slightly hear her whisper, and you hear her go, "God, I hope he doesn't think we're a cult." <laughs> All right, cool. So you're gonna just you're gonna end up making your way back to the mansion. Um, I'm gonna say you find it there pretty quickly. It's not too far of a walk. Uh, you just find the old cruddy shed in the backyard. <laughs> and you know where to go. So, All right. Yeah, you have the rest of the day free to just do as you please. So, we're going to cut to um, off campus, where it appears that Ramon and Wyatt decide to go do a little shopping. Uh, so you are, you are located at, uh, one of the local malls, um, and you are browsing, it's, you're browsing one of the department stores, the closed sections, you do notice, um, uh, the signs, for some reason, in this, uh, department store, um, while it looks completely brand new, you still see a little bit of paint from the stores that used to be, even prior, prior, prior to the pandemic. Um, in this particular store, um, you see, you, you're tr you try to make out the words, and it looks like it used to be a name, like a short word, start, red lettering started with an M, but you really can't make out anything else. So, so yeah. Uh, what are y'all doing here? So, I feel like this is more of kind of, I don't want to say this is more for a trip for Wyatt, but Ramon went to Wyatt, noticed that his shirt got ruined in uh, the mission, so he kind of offered to take him out to uh, help him get some new shirts and to kind of just not only replace that, but also, I don't know. Like, have a good time and just kind of chill and relax. Get to know him a bit better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wyatt has, like, very specific taste. And, like, growing up poor, um, for him, enjoying, like, nice things is, is a thing. And he wanted to share that with Ramon because Ramon is very clearly a maker of nice things. So... Uh, and 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 makes a wide variety of stuff, so he respects Ramon's uh, fashion sense. Um, he's also really impressed with Ramon's ability to um, miniaturize things, and so um, I think they're just like walking uh, through the mall, uh, like you said, going to that store, and. Um, like just kind of like browsing and, and like chit chatting, uh, just like getting to know, you know, trying to get to know each other. Um, Wyatt looks over at Ramon and is like, um, "So Ramon, uh, what what made you want to get involved in all this? This is, I mean, I mean, you you very clearly could could be doing anything else. Like you have your own business and everything." 
Well, if I'm being completely honest, it seems like they needed some help, so I said, why not? And plus, I think a better way to get the word about my business than to be traveling around the country to spread that word. But more importantly, I just I just wanted to make an impact and help them. I know. Yeah, I know it's not too grand or too deep of an idea, but I mean, if somebody asks for help, best I can do is offer my aid in any way I can. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was pretty upset because, like, uh, you know, it was supposed to be like a kind of a career defining thing for me to be working that security gig. Um, and then for them to pull the fast one that they did, uh, you know, it, it all worked out. I, I mean, I, I've been a freelancer a long time and, and I like working with the team. I mean, it's just a, such a, an interesting, diverse group of people. Uh, Wyatt like reaches down and like picks up a couple of shirts and like kind of holds them up against himself and and like kind of shakes his head and puts them back on the shelf. Um I I I guess I just I haven't really figured out exactly uh who all the movers and shakers are yet. You know, like some of these um uh, some of the people that are in charge uh give me a little bit of pause because uh I haven't really been able to figure out who they are yet. Mm. Like it's people. That is true. But I think like with any organization, I think I think we'll probably get to meet them if things get a little crazier or if we continue to prove ourselves. I think we're in the midst of seeing if we can handle ourselves for these kinds of things. No, yeah, I mean, and and, and again, it, it's not that I think that they they have any ill will towards us, right? Like, I think I I just I'm always apprehensive when somebody offers to pay me a bunch of money to go and do what I do on the regular because most people don't have uh that many enemies that they need to employ me that long. Right? Like, um, so, uh, Wyatt, like, walks over to, um, to, like, this, um, accessories, uh, section, and he picks up a very fine, um, uh, like, red wallet. Uh, made out of like a really fancy red leather um, with like black stitching and uh, he he calls over the clerk and uh, he, he's like um, I want you to wrap this up for me uh, I have a new friend that uh, needs a place to keep some of this money that we're making uh, so um, up Kind of almost uh, waddling over is this uh, older dwarf woman, uh, white hair, and 
you see her pick up her glasses and grab and take the wall like, ooh, I didn't know we had these in stock still. Yes, uh, r- right away. I will go and have this wrapped up. It'll be waiting at the, uh, at the counter for you. I'll, I'll make sure to take good care of it. I'm just the, the one right, right over, uh, uh I can't see it over th- this rack. Uh, there. I'm right at, at that, uh, that register. I'll have it right there for you. Uh, so Wyatt respond. he, he kind of, like, Wyatt looks over at, uh, at Ramon and, and smiles and, and, and then turns back to the dwarven woman and says in dwarvish to her, he says, take your time, grandma. We're, we're in no rush. And, and I appreciate, uh, the fine craftsmanship of the items in your store, uh, in dwarven to her. Uh, you, you clearly see, she gets a little giddy about it. Um, cause mostly everybody speaks common here. So hearing someone speak, in Dwarvish, it gets her happy. And she replies back in Dwarvish, saying, Oh, thank you. Basically, oh, thank you, young lad. I do all I can to take care of this place. I've been here since... I've been here for so very long, and I love this place so much. I used to shop here all the time. So, uh, so yes, I will make sure you are well, wink, taken care of as she walks off. Uh, why it just kind of like uh, does like kind of like a, a half bow nod kind of thing to her, like being being extremely respectful to to his elders. Um, he wanders back to Ramon and he says, uh, "Well, I at least found I, at least I found something for uh, for our trouble. Um, some some beautiful things here, but uh, most of the stuff isn't in my size." Hmm. Well, I mean, we can continue to look to see if we find anything. Oh, before I forget, there is one thing I wanted to give you real quick. So kind of Ramon takes off his pack that he brought with him. And as he opens it up, he kind of uh, takes a little bit because it's a, a little bit too big. It barely fit in his pack, but... He pulls out kind of a uh, black box that's kind of uh, wrapped up with a nice golden bow on it. And kind of looks at Wyatt and says. Now, again, most of the things that I make may not be up to the more high quality fashion trends that the kids are doing these days, but. I think it would save you money and I think it would save you a lot of heartache if you had something that when we go on these missions that you can wear, that's not only stylish, but it provides uh, more of less of a worry for you to get your clothes destroyed in the process. (laughs) And so Ramon kind of opens up the little box and inside for you, why is Ramon handmade a uh, outfit to wear when we go on missions so <laughs> oh well why 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 like takes it out and like starts examining it and he's like uh it, it, it's beautiful ramona i'm touched i mean i know we haven't known each other long but like i'll treasure this always like handmade things are, are a thing of beauty that's why i 
why I choose to wear uh, the the articles I do because they're often one of a kind. And uh, he says, uh, he says, uh, I'll. He's like, I'll make sure it gets uh, properly pressed and ready for our next adventure. I can't, I can't wait to to try it on. No problem. And of course, if you ever feel the need to have something made, just stop by. I'm always happy to do so. As you can tell, as <laughs> from Ramon's hands, you see a little bit of his fingers taped up with some band-aids and stuff where you can see uh, he may or may not have poked himself with the sewing needle a little bit, but nothing that he's not used to. <laughs> oh, well, I... I'm going to have a surprise for you as well, but uh, it ain't quite ready yet. Um, but uh, lunch is on me, uh, Ramon. I, I think we should uh, let's head over to the food court. I'm, I'm a little tired of this, uh, the, this magical food that we've been eating uh, made by a robot. I want, I want, a, I want a, a hamburger made by, by a man. <laughs> and like, uh, he slaps Ramon on the back, and uh, I think the two of them head towards a, a, a burger place here in the mall. Aww. <laughs> that was cute. Awesome. Well, I, I will say, uh, uh, Wyatt, you do eventually get that wallet. Um, okay. You don't know how, but it just ended up in your bag. Uh, well, it can't have. I mean, I mean, with a receipt. Okay, certainly. How, <laughs> how how many how many? I mean, like, I was only trying to buy. I was trying to buy something fine. So, uh, you just let me know how many gold coins that cost me. So, so the receipts. Um, you know, you when you look at the receipt, you realize that the person that uh bought the uh the wallet was the young dwarven lady the, the old dwarven lady that you said hi to who decided to buy it and slip it into your bag like i'm going to have to deal with her later why 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 is going to um uh leave it in his bag for now um and uh is going to go ahead, like I said, going ahead and, and take uh, Ramon out for a nice lunch. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay. Awesome. So, you'll, you'll all have a wonderful, wonderful lunch. Um, eventually, when you get back, Wyatt, you will find the t-shirt you've been begging Callum for on your shirt. On whoa, your whoa, whoa. Begging. <laughs> begging. <laughs> I'd like to... I've been on. I'm being heavily recruited by anti-magic lovers. The least they can do is replace the shirt that got ruined in their little farce. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You could. You could tell. You could tell the note that was left for you. It was was very much sarcastic. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, that that outfit is bad. Uh, just to describe this outfit for everyone, because Ramon's posted a picture. Um, it's, it's got like, uh, it's like a black coat, um, with like very fine, um, buttons. Um, it's got a hood on it, some black boots, um, like fancy black pants and a zip up black and white, uh, hoodie 
that goes um, with the coat. It's very cool. Um, Wyatt, uh, Wyatt will come um, and show Ramon and stealthily leave the wrapped wallet on uh, Ramon's pillow for him to find later, um, since that's who he was buying it for. Um, so uh, he he he. I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much more time. But he definitely is like showing off to anybody who, uh, anybody who wants to see. And he's like, and and Ramon, the best. The best part is Ramon. Uh, you can't even tell when I'm wearing my vest underneath it. So. <laughs> oh my goodness! Awesome. And I know. I and I know where that outfit is from, and I love it. <laughs> No, I've been playing a lot of the sequel game to the world ends with you. So that game has so much fashion. I'm like, yes, it's all about fashion. Of course. <laughs> all right. So next up, um, we are going to find Edgar. And he is going to be located in the school's library. Um. Edgar, you're, I see you, you're uh, sitting at a table with just stacks and stacks of books of um, just various uh, studies of magic and, and whatnot, and you're going through, taking notes, and uh, suddenly um, you see as the stack of books that's like right in front of you, uh, like blocking your vision, just part ways as you see a young girl pop out um and who just goes oh hello whom you recognize as ava uh the young sorcerer that is part of the academy and she goes huh fancy seeing you here what brings you to the library guilt and a quest and thirst for knowledge Ah, what kind of what kind of stuff are you studying? Uh, how not to cast spells in the direction of my teammates. <laughs> she gives a she gives a giggle. Oh, ah, yes, I remember that. Uh, well, um, if you would like. Uh, I'd be willing to help practice with you as well. Oh, I would definitely, definitely take you up on that idea. Um, I figure while I'm here, uh, you know, I need to brush up on some lore and just trying to, you know, keep ahead of the game, so to speak, considering our last adventure. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I heard that adventure was fun. I'm actually kind of jealous I didn't get to go with y'all. Um, if you don't mind me asking, um, where did you first learn magic or started studying magic? Trying to think. Probably early teens, just kind of dabbling, you know, found an old book laying around in the in one of the libraries at home and started reading and, you know, 
out in the woods where nobody was around, so couldn't cause too much damage. But it just uh, made me realize that there's a there's a whole nother world out there that you know I I want to figure out. So curiosity got gotcha. you. Pretty much. <laughs> as as it always does. <laughs> that's uh <laughs> that's how a lot of us uh end up here. I know for 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 me being a sorcerer, my magic is a little bit more innate. Uh, but we still work off of a lot of the same principles. You know what? Why don't you come with me? I think I have something that you would love to see. And she gets up from from the table and starts walking towards the door. And you can see she's very a lot of spring in her step. She's whatever she has to show you. She's super excited about. So well, at least at least give me a chance to get up out of the chair before you leave. So hang <laughs> on. So um, she ends up leading you up to an observatory. It has a large uh, microscope. The dome, um, uh, while on the outside looks solid, on the inside you can see the entire solar system, the stars and everything as you look up um, to everything. Um, she brings you up there and she says, Okay, so, question for you. Where does magic come from? I've always kind of felt that it's from all around. As from, you know, parts within, parts around. We take little bits from here and there and mix it all together. Yeah, Th that's pretty much right. Uh, uh, magic, the, the, the arcana is all around us. Uh, at all times. But unless we use these uh, teachings that we've learned, um, we don't actually ever see it. Right? Agreed. Would you like to? Sure. I'm always up for learning. <laughs> so um, she walks over to the telescope. Um, and she starts pressing a little buttons. You see as the door of the telescope closes and makes the entire room pretty dark. And as she's hitting buttons and setting things up, and she goes, now watch this. And she pulls a lever, and you see out of the eye hole of the telescope the place just light up in, in a bright light. And as that bright light dissipates, you see these soft strands of color flowing throughout the room. And Oops. he goes, there it is. It's, uh, its true name is called The Weave. This is where we draw our magical abilities from. This is the power that came to the worlds because of the great dragons. It's, it's just beautiful to watch and see. 
what's cool is that as you watch the lines go, you can see sometimes a lot of them flowing in the same type of directions. These, in the weave, are what we like to call ley lines. That is probably where it is most powerful. And when you go to cast magic, and as she brings her hands up into a motion, um, you see as from those strands, uh, some of them start to branch off into between her hands. And as she forms it, you see her, and it just and it can just all converse into one simple thing, even if it's just light. And on her final movement, she makes the necklace she has glow with the light spell. And you see as those lines are all converging into that one place, creating that magical effect. That is where we draw our... This is what we draw our powers from. A lot of times when you're casting magic, uh, a lot of folks see it as having some kind of component, saying certain words, making some random hand movements as she flails her hands all over the place. <laughs> but if we understand where the magic is coming from, it's almost like we can feel it and manipulate it even more. Go ahead and try something. Try a spell for me. Might want to stand way back behind me. Just in case. You could see her hand is kind of at her side. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are you back? Yeah. The technomancy <laughs> crashing Discord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's magic. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. How'd you like that spell? <laughs> oh my god, an invisibility spell. <laughs> no. Um... As you say, oh. <laughs> as you say, um, uh, you might want to stand back. You can see her hand kind of at the bottom. You can tell immediately she's preparing a shield spell. <laughs> so, uh, but she's confident you're going to be fine. Now, when you, which, whatever you're going to cast it, um, try to do the movement slowly and watch as the weave moves with you as you do it. Uh, so what spell are you going to cast? Uh, I think I'll try my old standby Ray of Frost to okay. start with. And just to, you know, it, seem, it seems to be my, uh, I've been my go-to there for a while. Okay. So, um, we're, uh, so, so what I wanted, want you to do, um, uh, so... We're going to say that there's, like, a target there for you to hit. Um, mm -hmm. Go ahead and roll your attack. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll your attack. All right. So as you take your time to move your hands around to create this ray of frost, you watch as specifically the blue, the white lines, sorry, the white lines of the weave start conversing into your hands. Um, creating that glowing ball of frost before it shoots out at the target. Um, in which you hit the target dead 
center. Woohoo! <laughs> and she goes, see? Now how did that feel having this visual around you as you were preparing your spell? I'll have to admit, I think, and I've been told this before, that if I just get my brain out of the way and let things happen like they're supposed to, it goes off a lot better. I tend to, I'll I'll stumble over too much, I guess, would be. Classic (laughs) overthinker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You sound a lot like me when I first started my studies. Overthinking it, overanalyzing it. You can learn a lot from books. You can, especially for you, you can learn a lot of great spells, a lot of great abilities from books. But you can't master them unless you feel them. Unless you experience them. So think about that as you are practicing, as we're practicing. Makes, makes perfect sense to me. Awesome. So, I'm going to say um, you end up spending a good portion of the day just practicing various spells with Ava, um, getting to know each other, um, and just working towards uh, for you to become a better caster. Um, I... I will get you this later, but I am going to give you a new spell for your spellbook. Awesome. All right. Very nice. Very nice. And do you have... uh, I'm sure you have proficiency with Arcana. Or do you not? You do. Okay. Um, Never mind then. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you have proficiency with Arcana already. I was going to give you that, but since you already have that, I'll give you a spell. So um, I'll get you that later. But uh, cool. But yeah, and a little bit of a lore dump for y'all to see how uh, magic is kind of flowing through you all. Cool. Alright. Now, so, um, I've split this, uh, the, the agenda into, like, specific days, so this is technically the end of day one. Um, but let's see what happens tonight. Oh, why did it roll twice? Okay. Ah, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, how how sound sleepers are everybody? Out of curiosity. <laughs> well, being in, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, being in my line of work, I learned to be fairly light sleeper, and if anything, uh. Leonidas has a lot better hearing than I do, and Leonidas is like hardly ever very far away from me. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, I think this would be best for you, actually, Thorgbeard. So we're gonna, I'm gonna use you for this one. <laughs> Yay, um, guinea pig! <laughs> yes. So it's the evening, and you're fast asleep, and you suddenly hear. Uh, Leonidas start barking pretty loudly too um, and as you wake up and look about your room you realize that uh, Leonidas is not in your room oh so. alright so I'm just going to uh, 
Oh my god, he disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna start following his barks, I guess. Yep, so... Yep, you're going the right way. So we're gonna move you... Follow You follow him over to... Oh. Whoop, you went a little bit too far! <laughs> you follow him That's over okay. to... That's okay, all I saw was Leo, so... <laughs> yeah. You follow over to that door that just down the hallway, and you hear... You hear barking. But it sounds like a wolf, your Leonidas, and another dog. Okay. Um, in that case, I'm going to use animal speak. Okay. And uh, I'm just kind of, kind of get my boot knife out ready, uh, ready. And I'm gonna say, Leo, it's the middle of the night. What? Why are you barking? You hear Leo speak back to you. New friend! New friend! New friend! Okay, uh, I'm going to, uh, kind of push open the door a little bit. I'm like, okay, well, if it's a new friend, I know you're excited, but you need to calm down. You might wake everybody else up. (laughs) So, uh, you look into the room, and you see Leonidas... And right next to him, I don't have a token for him, but uh, right next to Leonidas is another uh, German Shepherd-looking dog. I like German Shepherds. Um, and the German Shepherd looks up at you and goes, Oh, Darkmere, how are you? Well, I was asleep, so I'm a little startled, and... How do you know my name, and what's your name, buddy? Oh, oh, uh, my apologies. Uh, just uh, give me one moment. And you watch as this German sh- shepherd uh, kind of shapeshifts into a human. Brushes the dirt off himself, brushes himself off, looks up at you, is like, uh, uh, sorry, I'm not sure if we met. I- I'm Patrick. I am one of the uh, Academy folks. A pleasure to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. Uh, nice to meet you, Patrick. Uh, I'm sorry, but I can't say that I've really heard of you, but pleasure to meet you. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of us. I'm doing the research with Jay on those gazers y'all found. Uh, I'm looking forward to, I think, Dagny is his name is going to come by tomorrow and uh, see what we found out. So, but yeah, I got bored. I'm a bit of a night owl. So I d- decided to play with this little good boy as he goes and pets Le- Leonidas. And of course, Leonidas is just wagging his tail a mile a minute. <laughs> ah. Oh, um, sorry, I... St- startled you um i uh i have a few abilities of my own and i thought uh leonidas would enjoy another friend <laughs> that's that's perfectly understandable and uh i i have a couple little uh tricks of my own and dm if you will allow this I would like to... I forgot what it's called. I think it's called Wild Shape. Uh, for you, it's... it's uh, f- What is the feat called? It's the... Uh, 
just uh, it's your lesser guardian wolf transformation. Yeah, I, I just didn't know what yeah. to call it, so it I, I just went with wild shape. shape. I just it's went with a default wild shape there. It's essentially a wild shape, but you only have one option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sure, you can go ahead and do that. But so okay, since I can do that, um, after I say I, I know what you mean, I've I've got a couple of tricks of my own. And when I do this, I transform into my lesser wolf guardian, which Leonidas is a, a pretty big boy. I, I want to say Leonidas is about 120, 125 pounds. And I'm uh, I'm just a little bit bigger than him. I would be about 130, maybe 140 pounds. And I'm just like a pure white wolf. Uh, so I'm going to say... Since, <laughs> since uh, you did just level up, I don't think you've done this for Leonidas before. <laughs> so I'm going to say that he kind of looks at you in shock. And it's just almost like stone cold just <laughs> staring at you just like, the fuck? <laughs> The quintessential like Scooby Doo. <laughs> exactly. Ruff, ruff. <laughs> exactly. Uh yeah, he is just shocked as all hell. That's no words of what he's witnessing right now. And Patrick sees you do that and is like, like, oh cool. Uh, looks like we got a lot of uh a lot of animal shapers here now. I probably need to expand this room for all y'all. Of course, uh, me, I'm saying, yeah, it couldn't hurt, but (laughs) as if anybody was to pass by, you would just hear like a (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, and he goes, yeah, between you, the druid that y- y'all brought home, Leonidas, and that weasel thing that keeps running around here, um, I think eventually we're going to need an expansion to this room. Just warn me if you're going to do anything bigger than that. And with this, I, I just transform back into my normal self. <laughs> Be like, oh yeah, if if I end up learning how to be something bigger. I'll, I'll let you know. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Leonidas probably calmed down now, now that I'm back into my normal uh, Thorgmir self. <laughs> he, I, I gotta say, he's like, he's like still looking at you, and like, <laughs> his like, head yeah, just kind of cocked. <laughs> and he like just shakes his head and walks out to squeezes past you back to the bedroom. It's like, I, I, I'm not awake enough for this shit. <laughs> it's like, I'm done. <laughs> like, uh, sorry about that. Uh, well, I probably should be going. Um, I, need to, I need to prepare for tomorrow. But uh, it, it was great to meet you. And uh, you know what? Huh. Maybe we can... Uh, if you ever need company for Leonidas, just... 
Give me a holler. I will do. Anyways, you have a good night. Patrick, was it? Yes. Uh, yes. I just gotta uh, reach out and uh, shake his hand. He shakes you back. This is a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I, I've got to go. And he walks out. Um, and as he walks out, um, oh, by the way, his full name is Patrick West. Um, Patrick West. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, as he runs, runs out, you can tell that he shed a lot. Like, he leaves, like, even in his human form, he is still shedding as he's walking out the front door. <laughs> so. But yeah. That's, uh, that's what happens that evening. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alright. Um. So. We are gonna cut to the next morning. And. Oh, and I. DM, if you, if you look at the map there, you can see how I've got our characters set up here. Oh, <laughs> Leonidas is on the bed. Of course, he's going to sleep on the bed. Of course, he's a good boy. <laughs> All right. So we're going to skip over to day two, and I'm going to adjust the order of operations here. Um, we're going to move into uh, the school laboratory uh, where Dagny has just arrived. Uh, you walk into the laboratory, and you're looking around, uh, and, uh, you don't, you don't see anyone at first. Uh, it's, uh, you hear some things happening, like, people in the back, or, and such, um, uh, but you see, uh, in the, on the tables before you are the dissected bodies of the gazers. <laughs> so, what do you do? Alright, so, first and foremost, Dagny, who is all of four foot nothing, um, he is wearing his the, the nice, some nice white pants uh, with a black button-up shirt and a, uh, a white tie um he has his glasses on his bald head is a little bit shiny uh he is floating right now uh because he has cast tensor's floating disc and as he uh and it's moving uh because he's being pushed by hans the uh unseen servant who's pushing him around uh and Weissel is on the on the tensor's floating disc as well. Um, so seeing the, um, seeing the table, uh, Dagny will motion to Hans to float him towards the table. So he floats to the table and he'll, the, the tensor's floating disc. And then with his just height, that would probably put him at the, the height of the table. So uh, Dagny looks over uh, the corpses of the um, gazers. Uh, his hands are behind his back. Um, and he's just nodding and yeah. Yeah. What? So what exactly does he see on the table? 
so on the table, he sees uh, one of the bodies of the gazers. Um, the the body is one of the bodies is kind of um, dissected open. Um, so you can see uh, right inside of where organs would be. Um, another one. You could see all four, like, it's still, the main body is intact, but all four of the eye stalks have been cut off. And then the third one, the body's still intact, but, and the stalks are intact, but all of the eyes have been popped out. <laughs> um, and, uh, you don't really see anything around there, but you see, um, and actually, go ahead and make an... Uh, investigation check for me. I can do that. <laughs> How about that? So that's going to be uh, a natural one tear. Uh, hang on one second. Do 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 investigation. So it's going to be a twenty-four altogether. But it was a nat twenty. Nat twenty. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Regardless, you know everything right now. You see everything on these bodies. Um, something you notice... Of course I do. It's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so what you notice is... Um, the, the gazer bodies have a lot of ridges to it in various different directions. No, they, Almost like a fingerprint where they all don't... Where the three of them don't look the same. But you notice a few other things random. Um, as you look closer, you notice that this just isn't how their bodies were formed. This is a combination of various different other creatures, um, that were twisted and warped into this form. You see random eyes and noses and fingers all pressed against this body. The the one that is bise uh, bisected that you can see inside, the organs you see in them are just a dump of every organ you can imagine. Uh, and used for different things. You see a lung that was pumping blood. You see a brain that was taken in oxygen. They were used for completely different things. And this gazer was essentially formed out of bodies 